It's just so amazing. I know what I'm seeing in the movie is part CGI and part live action, but it's so seamless. If you're like me, you can't figure out how they do that. But stay tuned, because in this episode, number 2125, Bill and Sean Johnston, the CG bros, will be doing a deep dive into that subject when they answer the commonly asked question, how is CGI integrated into live action on the CG bros CG Insider podcast? Hello, thanks for joining us for another episode of the CG Insider podcast. This is number episode number 2125, and in this podcast, we'll be answering the question, how is CGI integrated into live action? If you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. And if you're returning, welcome back. It's great to see you again. We got this question on our Ask Us Anything page, submitted by Marcus N. from San Pedro, California. Uh, thanks, Marcus, for your question. Uh, by the way, I'm Bill Johnston, one of your hosts for today's podcast. And I'm Sean Johnston. And uh, we're the CG Bros. And by the end of our discussion today, you'll learn more than you thought you would want to know about CGI and live action integration and how it's accomplished. You'll also learn how these different elements are blended seamlessly together to look like they were actually shot as part of the original film or video. You'll also hear our take on what we think are some of the best examples of integration uh, with CGI movies and how uh, they've been over the years. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Let's get going. Well, you know, why don't we go ahead and start out first uh, by just touching a little bit about what, what we mean by live action. Uh, you know, live action movies, they use real actors and real photography and they're created using, cam you know, real cameras. So, um, you know, in, in, in these kinds of films, actors are, are you know, performing, doing performances, and they're recorded. Uh, this means that, you know, no digital uh, act characters are needed, and the video is captured basically straight from the real world. Um, so on the other hand, CGI, computer-generated imagery, um, is basically anything that's drawn on a computer or rendered on a computer, basically created by using a computer, or computer graphics, uh, for that matter. Um, you know, whether it's a 3D model, an environment, a rendering, or, or, or so on. So, you know, CGI live action integration is basically the integration of those digital elements that come from the computer-generated uh, land and and uh, uh, are integrated with uh, film or video footage, basically. Yeah, I know, I know the original stuff that we talked about. Um, we've covered some of this stuff in the previous podcast as well. Um, a lot of the earliest stuff obviously was used uh, with with uh, matte paintings because that was done with uh, to extend the your set extensions for you know movies and, and and that type of thing. So a lot of that was done early on. And I think what did we talk about that in our our our, our matte painting um, podcast? Yeah, it's and, kind of funny. We actually talked about matte painting as being the you know the the brother uh, you know the, the the brother of composite of of. Um, uh, what was it uh, of rotoscoping and rotoscoping being the cousin of motion capture and and, and that they're the they're the second cousins of blue screen and green screening right uh, you know I think this for this this podcast is basically kind of kind of where it all comes together absolutely um, you know it's funny um, well when I was looking doing some you know refresher about this particular uh, topic um, since I don't do a ton of uh, you know live action integration with um, CGI over the years I mean I did a little bit of it. Um, you, uh, actually what, what, uh, I'm, I was thinking wasn't, wasn't one of the first ones you've done was, uh, uh, using 3d studio max. Yeah, it was a, it was a mech running down the street. Uh, it was, uh, I had done basically, a, a filmed with my, my 
high eight at the time, uh, which was top of the line, guys. And what was uh, the resolution on that? Oh, <laughs> Sean, no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> oh my gosh. But uh, it was high eight, and I, I shot a, a street scene, and then uh, I brought it into uh, into my uh, After Effects, and I stabilized the camera and did some uh, motion extraction uh, on some. And I basically, well, there's two versions I did. One was where I stabilized the camera. The other one was where I did motion extraction, where I you know I stayed, did some sta- camera stabilization, and then just locked the elements together, and then mm-hmm. integrated a a mech running, running down the street, basically. Was it, did you uh, lock the camera down when you did that? Uh, no, no, but I did stabilize the camera, uh, which, which is the same as locking the camera down. Okay. I did. And that was the first version. The second version I actually left, you know, I did motion tracking on the background of mm. the footage that I shot. And then I used that to render out the mech. And so they matched mm. up seamlessly and the camera was moving around as the mech was running down the street. So it's, it's pretty sweet. It's, you know, it's a basic, basic stuff, but, um, you know, that that's basically how it works. You know, it's and it's nothing new, honestly. You know, integrating live action into into background plates, they, they, they call them background plates, or your source footage or or video footage that you've got. Um, it's 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 nothing new, but I'll tell you the the tools that it, that have come into place have really really uh, moved the art and and craft of of CGI uh, live action integration forward and. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 uh, early infancy. Obviously, was people in a in a vehicle, right, on a, at a on a sound stage, and you had a moving moving film projector behind them. You know, with the uh, the car driving the car, for example. Yeah, yeah, that'd be kind of considered early on of that kind of stuff. But I guess currently now, a lot of this stuff is being done with, like you're you're mentioning match moving, and and so what is that? What exactly is that match moving? Is it a two D thing? Is it a three D thing? Is it one or the you know? Can you do one or the other? Um, well, that's a great question. Uh, you know, it, it well, to, to, it's it's part of a whole suite of things that you need to do to integrate live action with 3D uh, or CGI uh, stuff. Um, you know, uh, camera matching is is really important. And, and you know, basically, what well, there's there's camera solving, which is called motion tracking, and then there's camera matching. So, for, for in the case of camera solving or motion tracking, which you you were mentioning, it's basically a technique. Um, it's used for matching, you know, both the angles um, of uh, and the motion of a, of a camera in the real world. And it's done by basically, they've got motion tracking software that um, basically detects the different points in a, in a background plate in the video that you shot. And it tracks basically how they move uh, relative to one another. And you, you can extract that uh, data and it, 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 it translates into actual... Um, well, it creates a virtual camera basically that moves mm-hmm. through a digital scene exactly the same way as the real camera does, uh, and it's it's basically you're duplicating the real world camera for use use in the uh, computer generated uh, environment. Yeah, from what I understand, the two D match moving, you're only using um, you're not using changes in your camera angle. You're just kind of doing it. It's uh, just moving like rec- left to right or up or down. Right? Sure. Yeah. 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 Or forward. I guess you can go forward slightly too. Yeah, the software is pretty sophisticated these days. Uh, I mean, you can do uh, anything from well, that was basically camera. That was motion tracking, but you can do camera matching as well, which which actually is a software uh, that basically matches camera lenses, um, or it it, uh, it it matches focal lengths, mm-hmm. and 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 you know, because that has a lot to do with how depth of field looks uh, in in the images, right? And so. You know, some of the more professional tracking uh, software today will include an option to put the focal length on the lens. So basically, you know, you, you can add depth of field as well as distortions, like uh, chromatic 
aberration or vignetting and stuff like that. Um, as well as motion blur, you know, motion blur is, is, is another thing that, you know, really is challenging to do, you know, convincingly. Um, and it's, and that's basically, you know, going back to, you know, the camera settings and stuff like that. Uh, it's basically, um, the result of the, sh- of the shutter angle or the shutter speed of the camera. And so when, when people are sh- you know, shooting video and you see, you know, they're moving quickly, you see a certain amount of motion blur and that depends on how, you know, what the shutter angle is. And it's, it's basically, uh, and that's based on, you know, how, how much time the sensor or the, the film emulsion, which if you're shooting in film, um, how, how long that's exposed to the light that creates the images that you're seeing on a per frame basis. So if you, you know, if your shutter is at a, if you think of it as like a 360 degree circle uh, with a shutter angle representing, say, a slice of pizza uh, taken out of it, the higher the shutter angle, which is, you know, how, how wide the piece of pizza is, the wider the piece of pizza the, law, the, 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 the larger part of, the, of the, uh, the whole pizza is being exposed to the film in the sensor. And so that's, you know, as, as the shutter is moving. So as, as a result of that, you get the, you know, if it's, if it's exposed to a large amount of time or a, a wide angle, a, a, a wide uh, shutter angle, then you're, you're going to see it, it's going to be exposed a lot for a lot more time. And so you're going to see a lot more motion blur on that particular frame or series of frames. So basically the longer exposures create, stronger motion blur effects. So there's a whole list of, 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 of things, you know, from camera matching, um, you were talking about, um, you know, uh, you know, basically matching real world stuff, uh, to composited stuff, right. Uh, in post-processing, you know, that's, that's, that's basically, and you can do motion blur in post-processing as well, but a lot of the 3d softwares, you can actually incorporate motion blur into the render itself. Uh, there's, you know, pros and cons to doing that either post-processing or within the render. It just depends on really what you're trying to uh, accomplish. I think a lot of times we'll see, uh, you know, at least I will see in, in things that they're actually incorporating, like you had done, you know, early on when we first started in, in, the, in the industry was like getting a 3d character or 3d model, putting that into like a street scene, like down the street from you and then putting that in or tarantula, you know, to recreate like an old, you know, yeah, movie, tarantula yeah. movie back in the day. You know those kind of things you wanted to recreate, and, and the power of being able to do that on the computer was was amazing, um, uh, empowering, I should say, not just amazing because I love using that term. But yeah. as far as uh, you know, a lot of today's movies, a lot of it's obviously done with green screen and blue screen. Um, a lot of the compositing, you know, you're matting out um, or you're bringing the characters in from the green screen, you're extracting them out, putting them in and compositing them back into your scene. Yeah, a lot, a lot of that was done with. Uh, you know, some of the, well, so many movies are done like that. I mean, especially some of the blockbusters like, uh, you know, Avengers, Avengers, Infinity War. And, um, you know, a lot of the Marvel movies are, they're done constantly like that. Um, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, uh, you know, of all the things that, that, uh, the, you know, probably some of the, the most important thing, you know, there's, there's so many things we could talk about. This is, and this is a pretty wide subject uh, as, as are, are all things CG related, but basically, you know, I mean, the, the, I, in my mind, the most important thing to, to get right, as far as, you know, integrating live action with uh, CGI generated stuff is, is the lighting, you, you know, in order to, that, yeah, that is the most real. convincing. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. the most important thing to, to that whole integration process, because, you know, it's being that lighting, you know, the, the lighting of a, of a scene, it's kind of a global thing. Everything in the scope of the light um, or basically, you know, everything that 
is affected by that global source of light. So if you're not, if, if the element you're compositing into the live action isn't matched, the lighting isn't matched, you know, uh, then it, it's really going to stand out and, and, and not, you know, the whole purpose of it is to blend in seamlessly. Right. And, it's trying to make it as real as, real as possible. Um, I mean, I think, I think early on when the first, uh, the first studio or the first uh, movie that had CGI incorporated into live action was, uh, was Tron 1982. Mm-hmm. Um, where they had a light cycle and the guy inside the inside of it. Um, I think at that point, a lot of the studios thought it was kind of gimmicky um, and didn't really get into it until like Jurassic Park, where you actually saw it in in that first movie when you saw the dinosaurs and you're like, oh, my gosh, that's just seamlessly put in there. Just looks like it's part of the entire scene. Like you said, lighting the, you know, in addition to how well, how good the CGI was back at that time with the, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the uh, maps on the, on the texture maps on the uh, dinosaurs, the, the uh, muscle. Dinosaurs made the skin j- jiggle. Right. 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 Well, it, you know, ba- basically Tron helped uh, bring video games into the mainstream. You know, once, once, once Tron came out, it was, uh, video games really took off. And, you know, another interesting fact about Tron was that, you know, the, even the Academy Awards and, and, di- you know, Disney animators at the time thought that, you know, computer graphics was a, was a, you know, embarrassing and shameful uh, shortcut. You know, to mm-hmm. to create to creating art, but um, you know, it it really uh, turned out to be um, you know a, a, a cornerstone or, or a, a marker as as far as you know, CGI is concerned, um, and live action integration for that matter. Yes, it's interesting also that uh, you know a lot of the trying to match, um, you know, bringing in these these uh, CGI elements let's call them sort of stuff <laughs> into your scenes um it could, could be anything it could be you know props you know where you have uh something in somebody's hand they actually have you know nothing in their hand it's like uh you know maybe a green screen or, or green coated material mm-hmm. object um and you can just replace those things um with cgi elements like swords or whatever it is um it's pretty interesting that you can do that um but like you said that you need to get the accurate lighting and a lot of the times they're using, you know, complex, um, you know, global illumination, which is like what the, what the light actually does in, in reality. Yeah. Um, yeah. These geniuses, uh, mathematicians have figured out. To, and, and then, of course, you know, high dynamic range images, which are, you know, more um, they can be used to reproduce greater range of luminosity in, in your stuff to make, obviously, it look more real. Um, yeah. So. And, the, and, and, you know, the interesting thing is when, is when we, when you take, when we take footage, you know, we shoot, shoot video or we shoot film, you know, what the camera lens is seeing and even what our eyes see is really not the thing itself. We're seeing the light that's reflected off the thing. Right. So our, you know, and, and our eyes are very sensitive and our brains know how light reacts and interacts with different, you know, materials and textures and, and, and surfaces, you know, we can tell how smooth or rough something is just by the way the light hits it and moves, moves off of it. You know, we can tell if it's wet or dry, you know, or, or new or old mm-hmm. based on how the light reflects off of it. So the interesting thing is, is, you know, as humans, we intuitively see and understand, you know, what things as, as complex as like reflections and refractions and how, how, how shadows should look, you know, we're talking about lighting, you know, our brain is tuned to how shadows should look and how lighting behaves in the real world. So, you know, back, you know, I don't want to keep hopping on the lighting, uh, but, but lighting is is probably the is the key, is the is the key uh, to getting a good integrations because if the light angle's off, you can obviously tell it's not in the same environment. I mean, if the, yes. if, the if you're not getting, you know, there's all a host of other things. But yes, but you're right. Re- I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. Gonna, sorry, reflections. Reflections is another yeah. thing. Um, if you don't get those actual accurate reflections in there, like the eye 
or on reflections of surfaces like glass or, you know, the body of a car that you're putting into a scene. Those things are super important as well. And then of course your weather, you know, a lot of times you'll, they'll just stick something in their scene and it's clean. It's, it's CG looking, you know, it's so beautifully and clean. It doesn't match the, the actual live action plate that you're putting it into. And so you've got to dirty it up and then maybe add some more layers on top of that to, to make it look wet. If it's a, you know, if it's got a, some weather or, yeah, uh, those kind of things. Well, a lot of that, a lot of that stuff can be done in post processing, and and that's 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 the real meat, the real heart, I should say, uh, the compositing side of things, and and post processing is is a, is a sub process of that. Uh, you know, they do all sorts of corrections. You know, we talked about motion ca- uh, motion blurring. Uh, you know, they do color correction like you're talking about. Uh, uh, like, you know, they can do day for night. You know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, they do color grading uh, as well. Um, well, all the effects you could do in almost like a Photoshop filter, you could put a ton of stuff on there. They've got similar stuff in. Yeah, adding uh, adding grain and to, exactly, exactly. Right, you know, colors and and you know all sorts of different things you could do. So, um, you know, they and and really, it's interesting too is they you know today with the uh, the ability to have real time uh, superimposing of CGI images um, over things that are being filmed uh, to actually. Uh, do uh, to create movies on your own where you've got actually got certain cameras or certain iPads with certain software hardware where you can actually mm-hmm. do that in real time with virtual actors and things like that, which is, you know, a lot of scenes are being shot that way now. Well, de- definitely as far as, you know, since the pandemic's come around, I mean, studios are definitely looking at new ways to, to do things. Uh, you know, we, there's, there's a, uh, uh, you know, Lucasfilm and, and ILM are heading up this innovation with something they called Stagecraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also calling it uh, the volume, which is used to create the show The Mandalorian. And, and basically, um, you know, they're groundbreaking uh, new techniques to integrate CGI with the, with the live action shoot, which uh, basically puts that VFX in camera uh, as opposed to, uh, you know, trying to trying to integrate them. You've got the VFX in camera. Um, by having this giant 270 degree stage that we we kind of alluded to in the past, yeah, the um, LED wall. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it uses the Unreal Engine uh, at the core of its uh, the computer technology, and it basically and you can display not only you know computer generated stuff in the background. It could be it could be live. It could be another live action plate. You know, it could mm-hmm. be you know, um, you know, it's a downtown. Uh, it's basically. Anything. Uh, yeah, it could be anything. Exactly. Downtown cityscape. It could be the desert. It could be it could be really anything. And, and you were talking about green screen and blue screens earlier. Um, this is basically replacing those. And yeah. and and even the motion tracking that I was that I kind of touched on earlier is, you know, I don't, you've probably seen some making ofs that have the, the crosses on the green, you know, on the green screen, in the background, the X's or, or dots or whatever. Those those are all for camera tracking purposes. Right. But but basically that that's all eliminated now with these new led uh, virtual sets it's it's the technology's really making some great headway personally uh, i think that's that's the future i really do um you know the green screen you've already go you have to go back in there and you have to correct all that stuff and i cuz you have that bleed over uh, oh there's always correction yeah there's always yeah. always like i mean hair is particularly difficult to mm-hmm. to, to key out and and now you don't even need to do that with that's, with that's, the virtual sets you're talking about that's true, and and you know in the in the case of CGI created elements, you know that those come with their own baked in alpha channels or 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 mats uh, to to do that that uh, that king. Um, so well, speaking of that, I mean, now that we're going into that, and I was we kind of alluded to the fact that um, I think that's the future. 
Um, you do probably as well. Um, I don't want to speak for you, but um, I would say. Uh, and so what would be, uh, what are some of your most uh, favorite or believable CGI integrations with uh, live action? Anything uh, come to mind that you? You know, as far as landmarks, yeah, I, I'd say Tron. You know, we touched on that. Tron, you know, when I was a kid, I, I thought that was, you know, seeing seeing a, 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 a human sucked into the virtual world. It was that you know that was a landmark for me, and so I, I really enjoyed Tron. I think I think it it was uh, it really paved the way for a lot of you know uh, was the uh, the Navigator and and other 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 cool uh, live action CG uh, integrated uh, things. I uh, anything you know, we've talked, current anything current. Uh, well, you know, I'm moving up the list. I'm moving up the list. <laughs> okay, let's go. Uh, you know, we talked. I, I, you know, I something that really struck me was Forrest Gump, and I, I mentioned this in one of our previous podcasts as well. You know, it, it combined CGI and archival footage, and you know, blue screen shots, and it basically, you know, see, seeing, you know, some of America's, you know, most historical iconic moments. Yeah. You know, meeting the meeting the presidents. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just how they seamlessly recreated that era's visual aesthetic uh, just added another level of immersion for me when I was watching the film, you know, I talked about the feather uh, floating oh, around. Right. You, were, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, how Forrest Gump was playing ping pong, you know, and how you, right. how you really liked that. Um, it's funny how much you know, we forget those, those moments. You know, it, it is. And they were pioneers in this whole thing. And so, you know, just so, so moving, moving more into the, into current times, um, district nine, Oh, District yeah. Nine just blew me away, Sean. I took that one off my list, but that was a, yeah, definitely for sure. Yeah, I mean, I had never seen such good integration of of a character, uh, CG uh, character, into a film. Uh, yeah, that I mean, you like you said, the lighting, the texturing, everything. It just they they totally look like they they fit within that whole um, you know world. It was, it was a future world. Um, you know, some of some some of the ones I had, um, mm-hmm. if you don't mind me saying, was. And I, I always come back to this, and people will probably hate on me for this, but the uh, the digital face replacement of of Terminator Dark Fate, um, this, the the young John Connor, and Sarah Connor, and then Arnold as uh, the T eight hundred when they're in Mexico. Uh, did you did you get to see that yet? Yeah, I've seen it. I, I did uh, on your recommendation. Didn't, um, what did you think about that? Did, am I was I just like seeing things, or did you think that was like one of the best digital face replacements you've seen? You know, uh, John. Con- well, let's see. Yeah, because he was a little older then. So yeah, it it did it did fit quite well. No, they did a great job on that. Um, and you know, honestly, through all of the Terminator films, generally speaking, they've done a, a pretty decent job of that. Even when they were they were even some of the past ones where you know was it Terminator uh, O two? I, I think they didn't they have a yeah. I mean, or even even Terminator. I always thought they did a great job. Uh, on, right. on those films. I mean, maybe it was the, the dark lighting and stuff like that that kind of hid some of those imperfections. But I think mm-hmm. generally speaking, all the Terminator movies really did a great job. Yeah, that reminds me. Um, you said I'll hide the imperfections. You know, that's that was a big, that's a big, um, you know, con- kind of controversy, but it's kind of like a, you have pros and cons of each side saying, hey, today's CGI integration into motion, uh, live action um, films is getting too ridiculous. They're They're saying they're just doing it's like they they're concentrating more on the CG to impress or to uh, rather than to, to make it augment the, the actual good story. Um, and it's, and I go back and forth, you know, all the time, cause we've been in this for so long. Um, you know, we, every time we, when we first got into, you know, in, in, in the gaming industry, you know, obviously we're watching a ton of films, 
but you're looking at every little itsy bitsy piece of, of how something was created. And so you're picking it apart every time you go to a movie and it's distracting. And to me now, it, it seems like a lot of these movies are so distracting with, with their CGI in your face that it's like, I know that CGI versus, you know, to me, it kind of takes me out of the experience of the movie because I'm seeing something that I know yeah. in my mind is not, it's, it's, it, you know, like I said, it's distracting. It's just, me. it's disconnected to, from reality in right. a lot of ways. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that, that, that harkens back to one of, one of my comments in, on a past podcast about camera, you know, using realistic cameras and, and using, you know, your camera, camera angles and, and, and motions that, that can exist in the real world. You know, like any other craft, Sean, it's like the, the skill to integrate CGI um, with live action in a seamless way uh, so that the, you know, the CG elements are, are not detectable or at least indistinguishable right. from like the live action elements. Um, it, it takes a lot, you know, a substantial amount of, of practice and skill. I mean, you know, it, and to your point, mm -hmm. CGI can, can be an incredibly useful tool in, in being able to visualize and then realize something that's just, you, know, you can't achieve in, in shooting of the, the film and the video practically. But, mm -hmm. you know, like you said, it's, it's really easy to abuse and it, it's easy to see how, you know, that gives CGI, you know, and it has in the past a bad reputation, you know, and it bothers me personally as a CG artist. And it sounds like it does you too, to, you know, to hear that a film's main criticism, you know, includes the VFX, which is mostly CGI, right? Right. Um, and that's because, like you said, a lot of the time the effects are done, uh, you know, aren't done correctly. Um, yeah, and it's, and yeah, go ahead. Go, go, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, um, I think that there's there's people out there, um, uh, I'm not talking about our awesome audience, um, you, um, but I'm talking about some, there's certain people who get, um go, okay, well, what are you saying about the CGI? Uh, you know, more is the better, you know, more of it is better. Um, no, that's never the case. And, and, and we, we always, we always talk about the story. If it doesn't enhance the story or complement the story or, or, or aid in, in the effective storytelling elements, then, then, then why have it? Right. It should be a balance. It should be a great story, great plot, you know, great acting, of course. And then if you can get CGI in there that, and you could just nail it. Um, you don't need to put so much in there that, you know, obviously we're not talking about a, a fully 3D animated film. We're just talking about, uh, you know, live action integrated with CGI. But um, yeah, it takes know. a lot of skill. And, and you know, Sean, a lot of attention to detail, a lot of skill, a lot of, you know, uh, talent is required. I mean, this just doesn't happen, you know, they're, oh. you know, and, and like you said, once somebody notices that one thing is off, they start looking for other things and then they find them. And then the whole illusion is, uh, completely lost. So, right. You know, and I, and I have total respect for um, all these uh, amazing VFX um, artists out there that are working in the film industry because they, they're, they, they've got a job to do and they're doing it really, really well. So I'm not talking about those kind of people. Maybe it's the directors, you know, that, that are kind of annoying lately, but then again, I, I do like a good, so that's where I'm torn. I'm fighting against myself sometimes because I really yeah. like, looking at the CG and certain things when it's done in, in, in a way like Davy Jones and the Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, the grill. Yeah. Yeah. Hollow games. man, hollow man. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, even, even the matrix back. I mean, uh, Sean, remember when, uh, what was it? Bullet time came out. You even right. did a bullet time uh, animation, which I mean, that became the iconic. I mean, that, right. that, that, that rocked a set, that rocked a decade. Right. Uh, right. And, and then of course the animals you see today, um, that they're, you know, life of pie where you've got, uh, you know, the, the tiger looks yeah, so yeah, yeah. real. I mean, that, 
those are the things that really kind of planet uh, of the apes, right? Speaking of animals. Well, yeah, I, I, I mentioned that. The, the, oh, you, I'm sorry. A jungle book as well. Yeah. Yeah. Jungle book. Um, but only had, you know, did you know that whole scene was CGI, everything except for um, the boy in the movie? Did you know that? You know, I've seen some making of, so I do know that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, right. well, I didn't know. I didn't know every scene was shot that way, but well, but the, yeah, Lion, several... the latest Lion King, one hundred percent. John Favreau um, was explaining about that. That's one hundred percent CGI, all the it's way freaking down to amazing. The blade of grass. Did you get? A, did you get a chance to see that? I've not seen it. No, no. Pretty, pretty amazing. Pretty, pretty uh, beautiful. Uh, just really, really well done. Uh, you know, what was beautiful and well done. I thought was uh, was Avatar. As crappy as the movie was, I thought the live action that's uh, CGI integration was just phenomenal. Yeah, sixty percent of that film was uh, CGI imagery. Just tremendous, uh, tremendous. Yeah, that that here's a, here's an interesting one. One of my favorites, and it's probably one of the last ones we'll get to. You got to watch it on Netflix. Um, Zack Snyder's um, Zombie Heist movie. Um, you heard about it? Zombie heist. No, I saw. Is this the one in Las Vegas? Yes, this is the one in um, in Las Vegas. Oh, the super zombies. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome movie. Highly recommended. Oh, that's a that's um, a nice. Uh, yeah, endorsement. Yeah, yeah that, that, you know it's funny that particular. <laughs> We're not movie, paid for that, by the way. <laughs> right, right. They actually they um, they actually digitally captured um, the entire um, strip. Um, with a LIDAR technology camera. Yeah. Um, and they actually recreated it in 3D um, because they the casinos weren't going to let them shoot some of these really amazing or wouldn't let Zach uh, shoot those from, from there and get into those casinos. Mm-hmm. But the last thing is that movie replaced um, one of the actors digitally after it almost had been already shot the entire thing um, uh, because of um, one of the actors, I guess it had been... Um, uh, got caught with some inappropriate, uh, oh my, sexual uh, whatever. <laughs> so he he got actually taken out of the movie, and they put um, uh, Tia Notaro in there, and they swapped her in there at the very end when this is almost all the way done, reshot everything when she wasn't even in the scenes. And if you go back and look at those those scenes, um, how they put her in there and integrated Com- her, you posit her in, yeah, you can't even tell. It, it, it's amazing what they did. Yeah, they've come such a long way, Sean. And when it's done right, you don't even see it, you know. And that's right. that's 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 the key is you know. And once you see it, like I said, the illusion, you know, just crumbles. But if you can keep up the illusion, and and the technology is there, and it, it and it, but it takes a lot of skill and and uh, talent to 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 do that kind of work. I mean, it's tedious. It's I tell you what, you know, we talk about you know our. One of our episodes, past episodes, is on rotoscoping. That that's a p- pretty tedious process, um, and and some of that's still required today to get some of that integration as we see it. Absolutely, totally, totally agree. Well, hey, any any last words uh, on this on this subject? We look like we're at the end of it. You know, I, the only thing I would say, Sean, is um, you know, movies are using CGI uh, more now than they have ever before, and and you know, there's still a lot of uh, innovations to be seen so so just to hold tight and and we're going to see some some amazing things especially with the introduction of uh of ai into the pipeline so yes you know, yes keep an eye just, out. yes and i want to just it was army of the dead that's the that's army the of the dead okay no wonder i didn't recognize it uh, yeah. i had to ask you about it okay army right. of the dead okay well hey I, we really thank you for being with us uh, for our discussion today about uh how cgi is integrated into live action uh we really hope you enjoyed it and hopefully you learned a few things along the way Hopefully we weren't blab, blabbing too much, but 
We talked about the uh, background of how CGI is integrated into live action and uh, some of the history behind it and some of what takes to achieve it in a convincing, believable way. Um, you learned about why lighting and camera matching is so important and a little bit about uh, motion blur, post-processing, and you know to further enhance the CGI uh, live action integration process. Yeah, we also let you in on uh, you know, our opinions on some of the movies that have most effectively, at least we think, integrated CGI and, CGI and live action over the last several years. And, you know, we hope you learned uh, about some of the software and techniques you can use to integrate some of your CGI elements into a, a live action film or video. And if you enjoyed this podcast or found it valuable in some way, please do us a favor and share it with a, a few of your friends. Uh, we do a brand new episode of the CGI uh, Insider podcast right here every week. And we talk about different subjects related to the business, art, and craft of 3D and CGI animation and digital VFX, uh, as well as other interesting subjects that you so graciously bring to our attention. Hey, speaking of that, if you've got a question or subject you'd like us to discuss on one of our podcasts, just go and leave a comment in the section below if you're on YouTube. Or again, just head over to our website at thecgbros.com and go to the About Us and click on the Ask Us Anything section like Marcus did. Um, also, don't forget to hit that like button and leave us a comment. We love them, good or bad or indifferent. Um, also check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel to get the, uh, the best and short films that, uh, have CGI live action integration as well. And uh, to more podcasts and award winning 3d animation shorts, uh, we've got it all. If you're uh, joining us for the first time, uh, click the notification bell. So you'll be notified as soon as we publish a new video. Don't forget to do that. As a quick reminder, uh, you can always find, uh, our audio versions of our podcasts on all the major podcast platforms as well. Yep. And we look forward to seeing you back here for next week's podcast, uh, episode 2126. And we'll be answering the important question. Why are good thumbnails on my video so important? They we'll are important. They, you know, <laughs> people don't understand it. And we're going to talk about it next week. So we'll see you here then. Oh, I'm excited about it. All right. Take care. That's it for today. We hope you enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question, how is CGI integrated into live action? Thanks for being with us. If you're watching on YouTube or other social media, please give us a like and make a comment. If you haven't yet subscribed, please hit the subscribe button and ring the bell so you'll be notified when we post our next podcast. You can listen to our podcasts on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, audible.com and stitcher if you're listening on spotify you can now share the podcast to facebook twitter and tumblr with the share link that's the circle with the three dots in it you can contact us on our website at thecgbros.com and follow us on facebook twitter pinterest tumblr and instagram oh and don't forget to tell all your friends about this podcast series and be sure not to miss the next episode when the cg bros will answer the question why are good thumbnails on my video so important? This has been episode 2125 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. See you next time.